Awesome. Yeah. Some people are like, get right up in there. Yeah. <laughs> Like, make love to the I, microphone. Yeah. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. We just met. It is. It's like a blind date almost. <laughs> We've met once at a networking event. Yes. Do you want to introduce yourself? My name is Delee Cox. I'm a wardrobe stylist with a passion for slow fashion, and I help women with a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. I help them create outfits out of what they already have and then add in things mindfully so they create a wardrobe that they're going to love for a long time that capsule yes. wardrobe it doesn't even necessarily have to be a capsule it's not about a number but it's about loving what you have and wearing more of your wardrobe most oh. women only wear 10 to 20% of their wardrobe 80% of the time really yeah so we end up with way more clothes than we know what to do with but we kind of had that scarcity mentality or just the mentality of always wanting something new. And that's what I help women work work out. I have always struggled with that. My family's called me the Kim K of the family because I dress <laughs> up for every family function. I'm always like, this is my moment. Like, I get to put this outfit together and have fun. And I don't know. I think that mindset got me into buying a lot of items I didn't necessarily need. And I think a lot of us are that way. Yeah. Though wearing it only a few times, the fast fashion average is wearing something only five times and then discarding it. And like and that's, garbage. Yeah. Discard. And that's the average. Well, even donating it, um, then somebody else has to do something with it. Mm -hmm. So we either have to use resources to recycle it and repurpose it, or some places even send it back to the third world countries that made it thinking, oh, you need clothes? Right. But then are they <laughs> You're poor, you must need them? clothes. And they're like, we don't need your clothes. We made these. <laughs> yeah, we've got plenty at our... <laughs> we have plenty. Dang. Yeah. Or they do, sadly, end up in our landfills. And polyester, which is plastic, basically, takes almost 200 years to decompose in our landfills. So we are filling our landfills... With, with wearable water bottles, basically, yes. right? Yes. Yes. So when you peel back the curtain, those are kind of the not fun, kind of scary facts about fast fashion that I like to tell people about. But the good news is there is something that we can do about it. Yeah. Which is? Which is the first thing you can do is wear your clothing more. Yeah. So be mindful. Try to wearing Try wearing things at least 30 times which doesn't sound like a ton if it's a great pair of jeans or a great pair of shoes, but think of those pieces that we bring in just on a whim. Can I actually wear this 30 times? Can I wear this in multiple ways? Does it really feel like me? If we can get more wear out of our clothing, that is going to be better for the planet, better for your budget, all of it. And then if you can care for your clothing. Okay. So get it mended when you can, get it altered to fit you, um, I do you like to shop secondhand. I do. I I mean, I I think the reason I went to fashion school was because I didn't grow up with a lot of money like mm -hmm. to spend on clothes. My parents much more wanted to take us on trips than that. And so I was like, well, if I want to fit in with everyone, I got to kind of figure this out. But then I ended up making myself stand out more because I was wearing like DI clothes that I would bring to my sewing class and then put together or makeshift myself. So I did find a love for thrifting. It's kind of fading just because of what's in the thrift stores the last couple of years. Yeah. But there's still some good gems out there if you take the time. Yeah. So making your clothes your own 
is a big one. Mm-hmm. Caring for it, getting it altered. I love that you play with fashion and you make it your own. For me, one of the big things was getting my clothing altered to fit me better. Game changer. Yeah. It made me wear it more. Oh, your confidence goes up. You wear it longer. You love it more. You think to yourself, if anything happened to this piece, I'd be so bummed. And I want people to feel like that about most of their wardrobe, if not all of their wardrobe. Even some of the things that I've gotten that are fast fashion, like I spent a year in Spain as an au pair when I was in my early 20s. Amazing. I am still holding on to some of those pieces, though, from like Zara, Poland Bear, like Inditex brand stuff that's like really not that great. But I'm so nostalgic. And um, I actually I just had a friend come over and I was like, here, you said you like it. I haven't worn it in a year, but I've not wanted to give it away to someone that won't care for it. It's like a pet for me. <laughs> I'm like, as long as you'll love it like I did, you can have it. Exactly. It's it's learning the value behind the clothing yeah. instead of thinking of clothing as disposable, which is what the fast fashion industry would like us to think because they want us to buy more. So they've made it as cheap as possible. They've cut their labor cost completely. They've outsourced everything. They are producing at mass quantities. It used to be back in the day, like, 40, 50 years ago, that most of the clothing was made in the U.S. and they would have a fashion show like every season. So it was like four times a year. And I'm sure being in fashion, you were like, that takes a lot of work. The planning and you the have creating. To think years ahead. Yeah. We would be able to get access to these books that you couldn't, like, without supervision look at because they were the upcoming trends from all of the fashion houses. Ooh. I know. So that's what we got to use at school. But I was like, this is, like, I never want to go into fashion design because I have to think so far ahead. I'm much more of, like, that scrappy, on your toes, like, hands and knees looking through bins to find stuff. So That's so cool. Yeah, it used to be like that where fashion meant something and they would spend time with it. Now, fast fashion brands, they release a new line every week. Every week? 52 times a year. Have you seen that documentary or, like, docuseries on... Uh, it's either Boohoo or one of those UK fast fashion brands. They talk about just how much they have to produce every week. Yeah. They like revamp the site weekly. Exactly. And it's taken the value out of clothing. It's horrible for the planet. It's so hard on our planet. And it's hard on the workers. The industry itself is just massive. And the thing I want to teach people is clothing has to be made by a person. There is a person behind every article of clothing we wear. So if we pull back the layers and think of it like that, these aren't made by machines. We're not like mass producing it. We're, it's people behind sewing machines most of the time. And so when you think of it like that, it makes you value your clothing a little bit more. And I don't want people to feel shameful about it or no. bad about it. For me, when I first found Slow Fashion, it really did feel like a wake-up call. Like, I am the problem. I'm a middle-class woman here in Utah. I have a a healthier budget. I'm excited to have a healthier budget. And my clothing became like a constant rotation. And I was very excited about that until I found slow fashion. And then I was like, oh, kind of that feeling of like shame and ooh, feeling bad about it. But also like 
I think I've been like catfished or whatever. I've been <laughs> I don't know if catfished is the right term, but like bamboozled. Like I've been taken advantage of. I've been lied to this whole time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> These fast fashion brands, they do not have um, the quality and the consumer in mind and the planet in mind, they really care mostly about their lining their pockets and how quickly they can get things out. The bottom dollar. Exactly. So now but, I choose to support brands that are making a difference. And there are a lot of them that are amazing out there. There are, Is it hard to find ones that are greenwashing versus actually doing something? Like I even saw an article from Remake Our World that said Athleta was greenwashing. And I was like... No. Well, Athleta, you have to understand, is also Banana Republic, is also Gap, is also Old Navy. But it is a B Corp. And it's the only one of the family brands that's a B Corp. So I'm like, I'm holding them to a little bit of a higher standard. You know what I mean? But I just feel like there's always this news coming out that these brands we thought were something are not. And how do we... How do we figure that out? How do we figure out what brands are good to follow? That is a good question. And I think that comes down to what you're comfortable with. For me, supporting brands that are even doing a little bit better and putting some pressure on them. So I would, yes, buy from Athleta before I bought from other brands like Zara or H&M or some of those brands. So I do have like a tiered who I will actually support. When my kids needed back-to-school shoes, mm-hmm. I wasn't really like, ooh, shopping secondhand back-to-school shoes for a bunch of boys. You know, they're going to wear them out. Well, and I think shoes are a little bit different, right? Because then it goes into, like, your posture and your, like, when you're wearing them in versus someone else wearing them in for you, mm-hmm. it kind of has a ripple effect. Whereas wearing a shirt isn't going to impact, like, your yeah. hips or your joints. Yeah. Like so that. some of those things are harder to find secondhand, especially for me with kids' clothes. It's like when they need them, they need them then. Yeah. So my kids, I would say I'm about 50% sustainable for them. For my husband, I'm probably about 75. And for myself, I'm 100%. But isn't that great that when you, you found this realization and then you're like, well, there's actually something I can do about it. I don't just have to feel bad. Exactly. And even if it's a percentage, you're doing something. Yeah. So finding those brands, you can do research. I love this app called Good On You. And I feel like they are really honest. They break it down into three categories. So it's um, ethical, sustainable, and then animal. So whether they do animal testing or use real fur or things like that. And then you can decide, oh, they're really good on the ethical, but they're not that sustainable. Or they're trying to be more sustainable and better for our planet, but they're still not where I'd like them to be as paying a living wage and things like that. There are companies who are making a difference. And the good news is because we are putting some pressure on them, it's making a difference. Good. So back to the shoes, I did my research and Adidas was one of the better brands. So I choose to put my money towards Adidas over Nike and especially over Skechers. Really? Yeah. So you do a little bit of research, especially that app Good On You has helped a lot. You can't always trust their personal website. Yeah. You kind of have to dig a little deeper. It's like going to a politician's website, right? They're only going to put their <laughs> exactly. good things on there. We get it. We get it. Yeah. But we can make a difference just by choosing where we put our dollar. Okay. And how did you get into this? What got you into just like you found out about it? Were you like career change? What were you doing at the time or 
Tell us about that. I started my career as a hairstylist. I call it my previous life because it was like post babies and getting married and all of that. And I worked in a salon for a couple of years. My husband and I met. We moved across the country and back. So building a clientele was hard. And then I had four children. My oldest is 17 next week. I know. Crazy. And then I have a 14-year-old, 11-year-old, and an 8-year-old. So I took a break, stayed home, focused on my kids for a while. Then I was going through my own journey of slow fashion, Mm kind of simultaneously with thinking, I want to go back to work. My kids are getting older. I'm ready for something else. And I thought to myself, I don't really want to go back and do hair. I felt like I would have to go back and learn the newfangled ways of doing things. It so fast, doesn't it? It had changed a lot in, you know, 15 years. So I thought, well, I don't really want to do that. Passion is my fashion. And not just passion, like like fashion, helping women get dressed. Like I had gone through my own journey of curating my wardrobe. And I thought, is there a market for this? There definitely is. There definitely is. And so I started my business not feeling like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I really was like, oh, I'll help some friends and family with their closet and it'll be fun. Seriously, <laughs> everyone wants help. Whether you went to fashion school or not, we all want someone to bounce it off of even. Yeah. That second opinion is, I think, invaluable yeah. because you can watch all the YouTube videos. You can DIY it like I did. But I think having someone come into your closet and see your clothes on your body type, that's where the magic happens. I love it so much. So I launched my business in 2000, um, sorry, 2020, right as the pandemic was hitting. And so that was a bit of a challenge. But even during the pandemic, I grew and I had a couple amazing clients take a chance on me. And I thought, there's something here. And there wasn't really a fear of failure Mm -hmm. because I didn't even know what success would look like. I thought I was just going to be like "Eh," doing this kind of on the side for people I knew. I didn't realize that I was going to meet so many amazing women. I was going to have clients all over the country and it was going to become this movement that I became really passionate about. And how fulfilling too. And it, it seems like it would be a job that's so rewarding and it just continues to like, you can see the efforts of your work really come to fruition like right then and there. Exactly. Like I have a two to three hour session with a client and they come away feeling refreshed with a new lease on their wardrobe, a new outlook on their wardrobe. My client just this morning was a Zoom client and she was so excited. She's like, I think I can take it from here. And I give you outfit formulas, a shopping list to help you add in things mindfully, and then a ton of outfit inspiration that you can recreate from your own closet. That's amazing. It's so fun. You just do it all. (laughs) It took me a while to hone the skills and to find what my clients needed. Mm -hmm. I think that will always be a journey with this kind of an industry where you're service-based. But the first like year and a half, almost every week I was like, why did I do something new? Like, why did I take something else on? I keep thinking that. Yeah. And then I would have a glimmer of hope, like the one person that really resonated with or the one person that you really helped or meeting somebody amazing. And I'm like, okay, just keep going. Right. Take it for what it is. I still have busier seasons and slower seasons. And I have to wrap my mind around that and just take the journey. Like, 
ride the wave. (laughs) Well, I just think it's so interesting. People, we can kind of think of it as that moment in um, The Devil Wears Prada where she's like, it's just a blue sweater. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but fashion and clothes are something we encounter every single day. We put them on our body that we have either a love or a hate or a love-hate relationship with. Mm -hmm. And it does. It can impact your life so heavily. And I think it's so funny. People are like, why do you care so much about, or why do you talk so much about fashion or clothes? And I'm like, it's actually a fundamental part of our life. Mm -hmm. So we can look at it in like a annoying kind of way or you just wear whatever you have and it's just getting you out the door or you can have fun with it and have Mm -hmm. some sort of level of like self-expression and just enjoy yourself in the clothes you're in and feel good about them exactly i say we all have to wear clothes it's illegal to be naked like we have to wear clothes (laughs) and when you put it that way it's like oh maybe i do need a little help or maybe i could use a little refresh or like maybe i just should think about it a little bit more because i don't we you hear all those studies about how your demeanor changes or your like productivity changes based on what you're wearing yeah people could not know like how much better their lives could be if they were in something they're just that much more confident in or want to talk about when they pass a stranger on the street yeah yeah it doesn't have to be that big of a deal Mm -hmm. you can get to a point where you just love what you have and wear what you love yeah wear what you love love what you wear And it can be like your wardrobe fits you. That's what I want people. I don't want people to feel like they have to dress like me or they have to dress like you or they have to dress like the influencer on Instagram. Like, let's put it into perspective. They are a salesperson Mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's their job. Right. Some people are really good at it. They make a lot of money. They have a lot of followers. Some people not so much, but let's put it in perspective. Mm -hmm. Like they're a salesperson. So when you think about it like that, it makes it like, oh, maybe I can take a step back and see if this is actually going to work for me. If I really do like this or if they're just um, appealing to my senses of wanting something new, wanting something exciting. Right. Well, and going back to thrifting, I wore a fully thrifted outfit to um, an event on Monday and everyone loved it, right? Like, because it's unique. You can't find it everywhere. It's not in your local H&M. And it was just so much more fun to be like, and I got it at this one place in this one city. And now I have a story every time I wear it. I love that. And you don't get that with fast fashion. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it was a journey to find it. And I... I used a week worth of grocery money in college to get it, and I ate toast for a week, but I'm still wearing the dress, so I got my money's worth. That is amazing. I love that. I love that we share this common like love for clothing. Mm-hmm. Secondhand shopping is the best way to participate in circular fashion. It's better for our planet, creates jobs in the U.S. It is amazing. So I say, if you can consider shopping secondhand first and secondhand shopping has come a lot way a long way it has it used to be that there were only these giant almost like department donation centers Mm -hmm. and they were overwhelming and they kind of smell bad now we have smaller boutiques that are really curated and you can really like find the find yeah or my favorite way to shop secondhand is online now really yes so my favorite is thread up okay 
This is not sponsored by ThreadUp. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. No, my favorite is ThreadUp because I love how you can search for things. Okay. You can search for a brand. You can search for a certain fabric type, color, fit, all of it. They have the measurements on there and you can return things, which is the best. You stick it in your mailbox and if your nice little mail out, person takes it, it away. Yeah. Yeah. Where does it go to? Just the people. So the, it goes back it? to there. They charge like a $2 restocking fee. They do have you gain points that you can like, um, what is the word? Reuse instead of like refund. Yeah. Okay. Where you can like earn points to get rid of the stocking fees. That's what I'm trying to say. And so it's really amazing. You can earn points for free shipping, things like that. They come to your door. So I love ThreadUp. Poshmark is another good one, but okay. Poshmark is like eBay. So you're dealing directly with a the seller. They decide the Can price. They decide the quality. Yeah, exactly. They decide the shipping. Um, I've had some really good luck with looking for specific items. Like there's been times where I found something on ThreadUp and then it got snatched up super quick. And I was like, oh, I really wanted that. No. So then I go and look at like Poshmark. And that is a good way to find like a specific pair of jeans. So I was at a thrift store, a local thrift boutique, and I found a pair of black denim they were like Levi's. They fit great. I absolutely loved them. And I was like, I want these in a different color. Right. And so I looked specifically on Poshmark and they show you the tag. And so you so, just do the style number, the wash you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can find things that way. And I've had better luck finding specific things on Poshmark. And then, then you know like exactly Google what you're getting. Yeah. New. Yeah. Wow. So if your favorite jeans are getting worn out, Try Poshmark. Or come here. <laughs> or come here. No. Try on a pair um, of these jeans. are actually, we had a pile of denim that we were going to use for a quilt. Oh, and I needed fantastic. stuff to like catch sound so it wasn't super echoey. Mm-hmm. Sound bars are really expensive. What? Who knew? Yeah. And it's just like wood and foam. So I was like, I, my mom had the idea actually. Shout out to Jan <laughs> for this. And I, my some of my late grandpa's pants are up here and so it's just very nostalgic. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. That's fantastic. So you can um recycle clothes for sets as well. <laughs> exactly. For all of your DIY needs. All of them. But Quilts. that's where the creativity comes in and it gets so exciting. The other um secondhand online I like is the Real Real. And they okay. have luxury brands name brands you can find some really fun things there i feel like there's a, either a similar or the same but it's a pop-up shop at fashion place mall Ooh, i don't know of and that. it's like luxury items but it was like but it's second hand yeah circular fashion so. interesting i'll have to look into that i know there is one up in salt lake called um name droppers okay that one's kind of fun I haven't been there yet. I'll have to go check. Ooh, it out. you could find some treasures. But if you're looking for that one, like I have a um, Tory Burch, a vintage Tory Burch dress that I absolutely love. You can find something like that there. Okay. Or like I found a pair of Prada boots for under a hundred dollars. So our curated thrift stores in Utah are a regular thrift store in Los Angeles. <laughs> exactly. I was telling someone I was like, you have to go thrifting in LA because it's just. People who get gifted clothes that they don't want, they just dump them there. And then it's old costumes. It's the best. Oh, fantastic. I've been to one 
in Newport Beach, and I did find a really cool vintage dress. It's just when you have that much, that many more people, mm-hmm. you're just going to have better finds. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah, and better fashion. We're here if you go to more of the um, kind of big box <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know how other way to put it. The big box donation centers, you're going to get more of the same that's in your closet, which is okay. I have yeah. found some cool vintage things there that who knows who held on to it for a long time. I've actually <laughs> met it. a guy who goes from thrift store to thrift store, and he and his daughter have a business where he goes out and finds it, and she sells it online. But he had these like designer sh- like uh, loafers from a saver's. And I had walked right past him, and he's like, you didn't see these? And I was like, so I'm going to get 200 bucks for them. That's amazing. Okay, so we just need to know what we're looking for. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Knowing what you're looking for, knowing how to find quality, knowing the brands that you like or the designers that you like. And the purpose isn't to be like, ooh, I have this elite designer brand. The purpose is I searched for this. I found it. I can't readily replace it. Mm-hmm. It ho- holds a little bit more value. Yeah. And you're going to wear it, hopefully. You're yeah. not just going to add it to your closet to sit there. <laughs> totally. And when you do wear it, people are going to be like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Where did you get that? You can't have it. <laughs> Make your offer. So I don't do any... Um, like to know it links. I don't do any affiliated links. I'm trying to encourage people to wear what they have or to shop secondhand and find the find instead of buying new things. Every once in a while, I will um, give a shout out to like a local small business or a, or a sustainable brand. If people are like, where are your favorite t-shirts? I'm like, oh, go to Pact. They're organic. They're fantastic. I love them. But Pact. P-A-C-T. Packed. Those are my favorite place for t-shirts. It's my husband's favorite clothing brand. And there are some brands doing an amazing job of bringing us organic and good quality pieces. And then you add your vintage finds and voila. Yeah. Well, are you, do you have on your website or anything, a place where you give these recommendations or... I don't. That is the balance that I'm like, how much information do I give for free versus paid because I am a service-based business. So I help women shop their closet and then I do have a sustainable shopping where I help them. Well, I will go online with them, help them learn how to shop secondhand online, give them all the brands that I love. I will meet them at a secondhand store, help them sift through things and find a couple great pieces. So you're their like buddy. Yeah. Right. Or however long they need you. Yep. Usually a couple hours tops. Cool. Everybody's, (laughs) nobody actually really likes to shop. (laughs) Especially when you have to do it. Exactly. Shopping is not that fun. And that's why we've ended up in this really quick buy it on whim. And when we get bored with our wardrobe, most people go out and buy a new top. Because it's and cheap, then I don't fast, even get easy. rid of the one I had. Exactly. I just leave it there. I have a whole yeah. bin, and I'm waiting to um, go get those things from Athleta that they actually work with ThreadUp. So you can Fantastic. donate to ThreadUp through Athleta, and then they'll give you like an Athleta gift card awesome. for a certain amount. So again, anything that's pushing us in the right direction, I would support those brands more than others who aren't. Yeah. So the take back programs kind of amazing where we're like hey if people are done with your clothing how about we give it back to you 
and you have to deal with it. And then explain it, this more. I'm not familiar. So it's it's a program where say I buy something and then I don't end up wearing it or I wear it a couple times and I can't return it, but I want to donate it. You can donate it back to the actual store. Oh. And then they have to the point is that they have to deal with their mass production. I love that. I know. So they have to either repurpose it or find a way to work with it. And it's a way of holding them accountable instead of it just going in the garbage or going yeah. to another donation center. Actually, like if they're going to be getting all of this back that they're putting out, mm-hmm. they might start thinking about it more. Right? Exactly. Okay. How about you up your quality? Or don't produce as much. Well, I bet that's like great that. quality feedback to be like, well, this product number keeps coming back. Exactly. So we what, shouldn't. What didn't they like about this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it starts with us as the consumer. And the awesome thing is we really do have um, all the potential to change the industry just by voting. Yes. And it's those small things. Like don't go out and throw all of your clothes away and buy a whole new sustainable wardrobe. Love what you have use it, wear it longer, add in pieces carefully. And then shop with your values. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Shop with your values. Wow. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add? Do we want to talk about holiday fashion for Can a minute? Can please? Yes. Because here's the thing about holiday fashion is we have these events coming up or these festivities then. <laughs> and so many of my clients will have like items in their closet that are like, oh, I never wear that, except I would to a Christmas party. It's like none of us actually wear red on the daily, but we have like this one sweater. Or like red sequin. <laughs> I was or... going to just say sequins. Why do we all have sequins in our closet that we would never actually wear? But it's like, but the one holiday party. And then the year comes and goes, especially through COVID and nobody had a holiday party. We all just get more sweatpants and exactly. sweatsuits. And then we go buy something new and that like lone red sweater hangs in our closet. So I have a couple outfit formulas okay, please. <laughs> for outfits that you will actually wear to holiday parties. And one of my tips is to think outside of the traditional colors and wear what you have in your closet. So winter white is fantastic. If you want to wear creams and whites, amazing. If you want to wear black and then dress it up with a great jacket or a statement shoe, that is a fantastic way to go. Most of us have black in our wardrobe. And you can put together a monochromatic look and then put on a jacket like the one I'm wearing today or a fun shoe, something that like makes you feel dressed up, add accessories to add personality. That is a really fun way. Our excuse to wear a white dress. Exactly. Without it being a wedding dress. Exactly. Think of how fun that could be wearing something cozy over it, like a fantastic jacket. So my other tip would be pick out your favorite dresses and winterize them. Okay. So like when you have a short dress that you love, wear it with tights and boots and put a blazer over it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have some fun with it and pull out those pieces that you love that you've worn through the summer and layer with them. And that can be a way that you have a fabulous holiday outfit. I love that. Right now I'm loving the like turtleneck under um, spaghetti straps. Yeah. Since it's like the 90s That's and it's, back in. it's working, I'm like, oh, I have this little like 
what I would have called a summer dress, but now I have a turtleneck under it and mm-hmm. I'm warm and I can yeah. just use it for this season too. I love that. I love that. I have a black midi dress, that spaghetti strap, and I wear it all summer. And then I wore it with a black turtleneck the other day and a chocolate brown coat over it and then like brown Chelsea boots. Yes. I liked it. You I liked what? it a lot. I've said it on one episode before, but that was one thing I learned at fashion school. The rules are not real. Yeah. <laughs> black and brown, please wear those yes. together. Black and navy, please. Yes. I mean, think of showing up on a holiday party wearing navy. Like, you're going to so look great. Pretty. Yeah. And that complements so many people's complexions mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. So instead of wearing a black slacks in your red holiday shirt that you <laughs> saved all these sweater years. <laughs> with frosty on the front <laughs> although the ugly sweaters are back <laughs> for real though like for real for real just for parties okay. as far as i know i haven't seen them like walking I've down seen the street a lot more yet. people um disappointed with the selections that they have mm-hmm. and so they diy their own ugly sweaters oh yeah they that's put, like, fun tinsel or... <laughs> i love that it's like Halloween 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Get out your glue gun. Yeah. <laughs> well, what other really formulas fun. do you have? So formulas are awesome. I think if you can find your own outfit formula, then it can totally make you wear your clothes in different ways. So take, for instance, like the jogger. Most of us have joggers. And sometimes what we do is we buy a pair of black joggers and think, I love this so much. And then we go out and buy three more colors of the exact same jogger. But we only wear the black ones 80% of the time because they're the classic black jogger. So if you think, okay, I'm going to wear a jogger, a t-shirt, a denim jacket, and a sneaker. You could have a lot of different color combinations in there and wear it a lot of different ways. So having those outfit formulas of this piece, this piece, add an outer later, add a great shoe. Most of my clients, when they get stuck in their wardrobe, they're missing great outer layers and great shoes. You can add a ton to an outfit. Like my outfit is very basic. I feel like your outfit's fairly basic. But because we have outer layers and great shoes, we look good. But we could even swap. Like we could swap our clothes, our outer layers and our shoes, and it would be it would be like a new vibe. Wow. That's a great point. I didn't even realize that. You're you analyze outfits a lot more than I do, obviously. But yeah, we have just these basic outfits on top and bottom, shoe and jacket. Wow. Yeah. It's that simple. It's that simple. And that lends it to be your personality because it can be the style of jeans or pants that you like. Maybe you don't like jeans. I have some clients that are like, What do you do with me? I hate jeans. Yes. And I'm like, You don't have to wear jeans. Nobody's saying you have to wear jeans. (laughs) You know what? And it's really interesting because this isn't just a pain point for women. It's a pain Mm -hmm. point for men and all genders. So this is an issue for a lot of people. And then when styles change and then you have Mm -hmm. to go to work and fit into a box. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just went to a conference on Monday and I'm the only one there in denim, which really I get. It's fine. But there was a dress code. And then in all of the breakout sessions, it's talking about how to be yourself and how to be unique and stand out. And I'm like, we all just conformed to fit into this place. Yeah. Everyone has these black slacks on, their blouses, and then blazers. And I'm like, we could have so much more fun at this conference if we all just wore what we wanted to. Yeah. Because we're all showing up no matter what. 
And so I just decided I even, I was like talking to someone getting ready and I was like, I just, I want to feel good when I'm there. I don't want to feel like, am I dressed appropriately? Am yeah. I not? And so I think just kind of erring on what you feel comfortable doing too, no matter what the dress code's in, obviously yeah. be appropriate. Yeah. I think there is an appropriateness to it. Like I tell my 14-year-old daughter, we don't wear prom dresses to the beach no. and we don't wear swimwear to grandma's birthday party. Yeah. You know, it's more of an appropriateness right. and not about like covering our body or fitting mm -hmm. in. But when you see a group of girls, teenage girls together, they're all dressed the same. Really? Yeah. I don't spend much time around They are that, so. trying to fit in. They're learning what they like. It's just part of our human development. Think yeah. of us in junior high. Oh, like trying, trying so to hard in. to fit in. Carrying my little gap bag, <laughs> you know, that you get from the store. Oh, goodness. And Abercrombie and Fitch and whatever else was super Had to be cool. the real logo. Had to be the real logo. K-Swiss shoes <laughs> create your own flair with the bell bottom jeans you can cut them up <laughs> and then you just let them fray at the you bottom you just let them fray oh my goodness get wet and just go all the way up here i know exactly they were like dragging on the ground your the DC styles are shoes. coming back they've come back and it's kind of like all right well we invented that but everything comes back about 30 years yeah. is kind of the trend cycle but you see a woman our age like a group of women our age and everybody's dressed differently yeah. And that's what I want to teach people is you can feel confident in whatever you wear. You got to find what works for you. Yes. So I would have loved to come to that conference and like shook everyone up. I wish you would have been there. You would have been a better <laughs> keynote speaker than either of the two. Honestly, there was a lot of fat shaming at the conference. Really? Yeah. And I just was like, we just could have avoided that topic completely. And yeah. if it was at any other conference, not a women's conference, wouldn't have even been mentioned. Wow. So, yeah. I so. feel like we're really trying to get away from that, which another point is dressing your body type can yeah. be tricky. So a few things that you can think about when you put on an outfit and are like, ooh, the shape is different than what I thought. <laughs> Look at the whole outfit and think to yourself, is this the vibe I'm trying to create? If I saw this woman walking down the street, would I be drawn to her? Would I want to hang out with her? Right. And thinking of it as like an outfit and a vibe instead of a shape, instead of just staring at your stomach or your thighs or things like that. Right. How does it connect with each other? Yeah. And maybe you need to add another piece or two to make it feel more like you and to yeah. feel more alive or change out something. That's okay. Yeah. But it's looking at the whole entire outfit and thinking, is this the vibe and the energy I want to send out into the world? And how do you look when you look at it? Like, is it a good, like, you're, you like this? Yeah. Even if it, because you have to vibe with it too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Women can wear just about anything these days. And I love that. I've had clients all different sizes and I've told them, you could wear what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. And the best part is when they look at me and they're like, I could, mm -hmm. even though we have totally different body shape. I'm like, you could, and it would look good on you Yeah, because it's a put together outfit. You put it together and the outfit is awesome. It's balanced <laughs> itself. Yeah. It's balanced itself. It feels like you, you feel confident in it. I love that. What's one of your biggest takeaways from all of this and starting this business? That is such a good question. I, I think my biggest takeaway when I first started was that I am the problem. I am a big part of the problem when it comes to fast fashion and the fashion industry. And 
that was a sobering thought. Even when I started my business, I started it with wanting to help women with their closets, but I wasn't completely dedicated to the slow fashion way. I was still like mostly doing it, but wasn't sure how it was going to fit into my business. And when I got into women's closets, I realized how massive of a problem it is to have a closet full of clothes, but nothing to wear and having it be a constant rotation. It's kind of debilitating, isn't it? It felt like that at first, but my number two takeaway is we have so much power and it really is amazing what we can do with just our voting of where to put our money and where to put um, the value and to look at clothing as something with value and not just disposable. Yeah, I really like that. I had a designer on and she made the comment that polyester has the same vibration as a dead person. (laughs) Whether that's real or not. I was like, that's a really low vibe if your whole closet is that. Exactly. So that's not good to walk into and then walk out with. You know, you Mm -hmm. just. Wow, that is interesting. I like that so much. My other major takeaway, now I'm doing like three major takeaways. (laughs) All of them. Is that women are amazing. And I've met so many incredible women. That is the part that I didn't factor in. I had no idea. I just thought, oh, I'll help people with their clothes and it'll be fun. But through podcast interviews and women's groups and amazing, amazing women. I was just telling my mom who I was having on today and she was like, oh, I could use that. Oh, that's You know fantastic. what I mean? Like, <laughs> you almost just have to know someone's out there doing it mm-hmm. to be like, okay, yeah, come come do it. Because we all ask our friends. Yeah. But when someone's actually doing it as a business and has it organized mm-hmm. and will be really quick, like, sign her up. Oh, thank you. Yes, <laughs> sign up. <laughs> How do we find you? How do we take the next steps to become your client? So I mostly hang out on Instagram. If you want to hang out there, I am at the stylist next door underscore UT. I also have my website, which will give you more information about my services and where to find me. Like I said, I have clients all over the country, so I can do virtually. Amazing. And that is the stylistnextdoor.net. Perfect. And I'll link those two so they can see them. But fabulous. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us because this is something that more people need education on because like you said, we can't know until we know. Yeah. And then then when we know better, we do better. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having a platform for this. Yeah. I mean, I I think I said this before the cameras are on, but I just want to offer as much information on topics as possible and give everyone else the opportunity to make their own decisions. So I love that. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming.